in the gospel, there's those words that sort of jump out at me, uh, fearful yet overjoyed when they ran to Jesus's tomb. And I, I really had thought about just in our lives, most of our best moments are kind of intertwined with those two emotions, you know, fearful yet overjoyed. All of you out there that are parents, I don't know, just that moment that like you held your first baby in your arms, I mean, what was the feeling? Probably fearful yet overjoyed, you know, and, uh, and when you got married, you know, when you're walking up there to the altar, you know, fearful yet overjoyed, there's a lot of those things that are kind of wrapped up and tied together, but often those are some of the most important pivotal moments in our, in our life, and, and over the last few days I kind of mentioned that. This is such a pivotal moment, not for just Christians and people who, who would believe, but uh, for the entire world, you know, the, the entire world would be changed from this moment of the resurrection going forward. And I was kind of thinking about this, you know, especially during this Easter season, um, about us as believers, about us as followers of the way, uh, being joyful people. You know, one of, my, um, one of my priest buddies was telling a story one time about how he'd been to, um, I forget, it was maybe like a, like a 15th high school reunion, something like that, but it was, it was you know, many years after. And, and he had met, and he was talking to one of the girls there, and, uh, and apparently she was like the pretty popular girl, <laughs> you know, back in the day. And, and she was, uh, and apparently she had been drinking a little bit as she was, you know, giving this confession, as people give you many informal confessions as a priest. Again, you wear the collar, it's a magnet for things. Even outside of the confessional, people still give you their confession no matter what. And so she was just saying all, you know, all of her woes and difficulties and stuff like that. And, um, and she was saying, you know, when we were younger, tell me the truth you know, like, you liked me just as much as the other guys did, or, or you know, or something like that. And then, and then he said, he said to her, he's like, on a scale of zero to ten, how happy would you say that you are? And she said, a three. And then he said, you know, because she was saying, oh, your life must be so difficult, you know, priest, you know, you're a celibate priest. She kept emphasizing the celibacy portion. And so, as he said, He's like, well, my happiness is a nine. Because, <laughs> like, you know, what, what does that say about our two lives, you know? She was living in the past. He's living in the present in the joy of being a priest. And he felt his happiness is a nine on a scale of zero to ten. And hers was a three. So I thought it's so important for people to actually see Christians, see our joy, uh, see our happiness of life, and that from where we were to how we are now, now that we're actually believers in Christ, believers in his resurrection, you know, what does that say to people? Um, again, remember, people knew those early Christians by the way that they were, by the way that they acted, by their behavior. And so, you know, again, if the first thing we do is when we walk across the parking lot and get in the car and people see us pull out of the church parking lot, I don't know, we like cut somebody off or like yell at them outside the window. They'll be like, oh, you know, well, those Catholics, I tell you what. <laughs> you know, so it's like, again, our inside, just like I talked about at Lent, our inside has to match our outside. And, and really, we should be joyful people because we've been given the best gift that we could possibly be given. 
And people need to know that. They're like, why are you so happy all the time? And then you can say, let me show you. You know, come to daily Mass with me. Come to Sunday Mass with me. Let me show you why I'm so joyful. God bless you all today.